I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. But I think also, not only are we having that, you know, very real pressure of, you know, so many candidates applying for one role, you know, what's added to that is the social media element. So now on LinkedIn, I'll see a role that I really want. And I'll be like, well, it's well suited to my skill set. So guys, so just so you know, I don't think I've actually said the kind of jobs I'm applying for. So it's things in local government, uh, I really wanted to start working for the Labour Party, so I've been applying for lots of jobs, kind of assisting MPs yeah. or working on the election campaign. Uh, I've had a lot of rejections, but those kind of areas. So I would see roles on LinkedIn, and now it shows you how many applicants there have been. <laughs> I was going to say this terrible so like, Well, I kind of thought that this role had been made for me, but apparently it's been made for 1,200 other people. <laughs> And that is so demotivating before you've even applied. I know, but just to clarify for everyone, I learned this the other day, it's only the people who've clicked on it. So they don't all send their applications, but still it is just depressing, isn't it? Because I've seen them. Really? Yes. So just click happy people looking at the It's They they measure the clicks, not the amount of sent applications. Or they they click to apply and then they see. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, no. I mean, the application process on LinkedIn is Uh, long. They're like, I'm not filling out all those things. But also, um, I've seen jobs where literally it's the most niche job. You're going like bearded dragon handler needed for one day a week sort of thing. And there's like 100,000 applicants. You'd be good as that. You, I mean, you've already <laughs> got the beard. I can see you've waxed for the, today's episode. I know. She is the bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it is as hard, isn't it, when you see all those people applying and then you think, God, I've got to hope in hell if these people have got this many. Yeah, it's, it chips away at you. I think what's worse, and you're going to agree with me on this, I've just started an internship. And Congratulations. Thanks, paid, guys. unpaid? Unpaid. In what area? Two days a week. It's for like um, representing photographers, like creative production and management. Wow. For, Whereabouts yeah. is it? London. Where Soho. in London? Oh, Soho, that's yeah. cool. So what, so you, you're no longer working full-time in retail? What's no, the I deal? am. So you're working full-time <laughs> in retail plus two-day Yeah, so I'm doing like 
I mean, there you go. So for people that say that young people are lazy, you know, the reason that they can't get a job is because they're just on social media or, you know, look, people are working incredibly hard just to try and get ahead. And it's also the other thing I think is that, as you know, unpaid, right? You applied for things and they don't even want you. When an unpaid gig doesn't even want you, God, you think I'm offering myself for free now. It's the worst. Even if I'm just changing toilet or on the toilet. Like, is that what you want? You just feel like such a beg when you haven't heard from a week. You're like, (laughs) okay, Mike, just email them, see if they've remembered me. I always start my with, hi, just want to check in. It's just, it's horrific. And I do feel, sometimes I feel sad and I've had this sort of realisation is when I was at uni, and I look back, they were always telling us, you know, don't take unpaid work, don't take unpaid work. It's so bad because it feeds this cycle of privilege where people who can't afford to take unpaid work um, keep doing, right? Like if I didn't work full time, I couldn't do it. But some internships are like five days a week unpaid. And it means that the people that are in those positions are only from a certain level of privilege. Yeah, I wanted to print something out about this, actually. So six years ago, the Social Mobility Commission warned that whilst internships are the new first rung on the professional ladder, I mean, they certainly are, we've experienced that, they are too often unpaid and not advertised, making them inaccessible to young people who are locked out of these opportunities because they cannot afford to work for free. The report argued that restricted access to internships is bad for interns, business, the economy, and acts as a major barrier to social mobility. You get to a point where you've scrolled through Indeed, LinkedIn, all these places, enough times your eyes become dead in your eyes. And then you just, then what became happened to me was I was then so hungry for experience. Oh my gosh, I was finding people's like, private tumblr pages yeah. instagrams only dming fans. only fans like you know i will find you like i'm like Liam neeson but i will find friend, you get again you. at your birthday gave a really top tip about adding people so if you see a role add the recruiter on linkedin add the actual recruiter yes. and privately message them you know to try and bypass those 600 applicants and the official application channel to actually speak to a real person. And I've kind of, I've got some traction doing it that way, certainly. I just go straight for the top. No job, but... (laughs) Traction. And a nice chat. (laughs) They've said, thank you, we've got no roles available. I just go straight to the top. I'll find the boss. I'll find the boss and I'll just message, or I'll find like the HR job person straight away. I think particularly in fashion, and kind of, you know, retail, fashion retail, this culture of unpaid internships oh is endemic. And it's gone on for years and years and years, particularly in fashion magazines, fashion houses, that it is a huge barrier to social mobility. Uh, and also the massive racial barriers. I remember when Alexandra Shulman was stepping down of um, editor of British Vogue and they uh, they shot a leaving photo of all the employees. I think on the roof of Vogue House or something. Yeah. There's a sea of white faces at, at Vogue, you know, and I'm not saying that all of the people that worked there were privileged, but certainly I, from the you know 25 years that I've been working in fashion and, and fashion retail, often the interns that are, are coming in working unpaid are privileged. 
you know, they can afford to work for free. Their parents don't necessarily have lots of money in the bank, but privilege, say, for example, they, their parents have a house, house in London. Yeah, I was about to say. And their parents aren't charging them rent. Uh, I was about to say that. And therefore, they can afford to do these internships and maybe have some financial support from their parents. So that is shutting out, you know, huge swathes of people I mean, from it, the job market. Been one of the things to me, especially in retail, is there's still a massive amount of privilege for people because it's so poorly paid. A lot of the people they're going to hire, especially luxury, are privileged, have yeah, house and have London. You know, and like, white privilege does continue in that kind of those industries, finance, you know, it's, it, it's, it happens across the spectrum. Yeah. It's, it's still a, a real problem. I mean, I think what, like, you know, when you're saying you're still working full time, you're doing two days interning, that's what I'm doing. I'm like applying, obviously I'm working full time back in retail. I'm yeah. applying to do two additional days unpaid. So I'll be working seven days a week and I can't even secure that role. I mean, surely that should demonstrate to a prospective employer that you're keen. This guy's serious. And this is what I mean. What are other people offering? Does someone else have eight days in the week that They're I don't know about? Their soul. <laughs> They're their like, soul. I will sleep there. Well, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, sleep I with. Would. <laughs> <laughs> the casting couch is real. Yeah, I know, and that's what's actually bonkers, isn't it? They want us like. When they want are we blood? When are we going to film our podcast if we're doing seven days a week every day? You know, how can you have a life? And where's this like well-being? Where's and I think you know. Again, I hear conversations from older people like young people need to stop thinking you know these get rich quick schemes you know <laughs> become, become a tiktok star or social media or only fans or anything you know that allows gives a person autonomy over how they earn money they're not employed by somebody else the opportunities now are so restricted in the traditional job market that actually and the scope to make money is so restricted mm. that absolutely young people should be navigating how alternative ways of making money, you know, of, of forging a career. Like us with this podcast. Try, trying. But I, do you know what I mean? This is what, I, you know, they should be selling branded t-shirts, whatever they're doing as entrepreneurs, because funnily enough, no one's offering any better. Like there are so many people I know that would love to just be comfortable in a company and really work and do well and get involved with the ethos and culture. But like they can't afford to because they don't want them. And it's actually a better option to be self-employed. Yeah. For people who are able and have the like, even just the education for me, it's such would be such a daunting thing to just risk it all and go... Just to work for myself, yeah, fun employed. But I mean, a little known thing, and I'm not, certainly not an expert on this, but I do have friends that are working full time and have been able to top up their income using universal credit. So what? I think it's restricted for people below 30 or 31. Yeah, I've not seen But this. if you're working full time and there's a shortfall, there are routes to using universal Universal credit to help subsidize your rental in London because it's I mean and that's absolutely what it should be there for a safety net because people are on a knife edge like we spoke before about you know where I had worked pre previously conversations with young people like well it's either get the tube or buy lunch yeah so here I am at work and I'm eating a 
noodles. And that's the worrying thing, isn't it? That's only so, that's like a little thing. But imagine something terrible happens to you, or you need really like specific medical care, or really like you know your house burns down, right? Things like that. You know, people. You've got no, people, con- you've yeah, got no people, bills insurance. and contents insurance. Yeah, because people my age, like an extra whatever, how many quid that is a month, can't afford it. Yeah. Well, let's wow. l- look at the pension. What you should do? How many young people are opting out of that pension payment? Yeah. It's, you know. People tell me it's the worst thing you can possibly do, but a hundred pounds. Well, yeah, exactly. Every Which, month, addition on your salary that's not going into a pension. I know so many young people that have opted out now of the pension scheme. Like, so what will the pension? Will the pension be worth anything? And do you know what we'll I thought? We'll be working till we're eighty. Yeah, we'll be working till we're eighty. And I thought, do you know, what? I'd rather invest it in something I'm passionate about and give that a real shot, like this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what it is? I think, you know, reading, we've had so much support on the podcast. So thank you guys. Yeah. It's actually been really heartwarming because the amount of kind of imposter syndrome that we've had over doing this. I mean, I just assumed no one was listening. And so the fact that people are listening, it's like, whoa. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But the negativity that we get is, you know, from people that genuinely, I don't think, see the struggle that people are having, you know? Yeah. And often you will hear about people having a go about people working in retail. Well, you know, you've got no skills, so therefore that's why you're in retail. We, get, we hear that a we lot. We get a lot of as well, if you don't like it that much, why don't you just leave? Just find another job. And it's like, if, if only it was so easy. And some of the people that reach out who've really struggled like us, you just see the gravity of how it's affecting such. And we're only touching a surface of the audience, right? Like mm. we're only accessing people we know. But like, Yeah, it's so irritating when people say, just find another job it is not that easy as we've been discussing the job market is really tricky your own employer is not giving you scope for progression yeah you know and no wonder people i'm i'm a bit of a jumper i jump from role to role usually every couple of years and people have said to me you know tim you need to stay within a role stay in the lane but actually Mm. i can see that there is there's a lot of roadblocks in that lane yeah with this employer Actually, it makes more sense for me to jump to try to get a better salary or a role that I prefer, a better company. But the days are gone of, you know, graduating, going into a company and staying with that company for, you know. There's no loyalty anymore because actually no one can afford to be loyal. Because I had this amazing advice from someone we both know. And she said to me, 
No less than two, no more than five. That's how you get a huge salary increase. If you don't, don't stay any less than two years somewhere, obviously, unless it's horrific, and don't stay longer than five, because once you get stuck in that, that's when the employers stop raising your salary at the rate it should. But if you keep moving mm. and gradually going to other companies, someone she knew who did that is on a huge salary. That's what she's worth. Her skill levels have yeah. increased so much and, and also, she's paid what she's Also she after five years, an employer is very comfortable with keeping you exactly where you are. Yeah. You're doing your job. You're the cog in the machine. Why would they want to change No more that? conversation to be had. Yeah. And they'll bring in some new talent. Yeah, 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 100%. I think keep it moving. And I think that's what young people are certainly doing. Yeah, and that's what we should be doing. Because we don't have also, a choice. We don't have a choice, one. But also, the job expectations are so different now. They want you, it's not, there's not such an emphasis on being a specialist. You need to be a really good generalist. Because the, the, the job market is changing totally. rapidly. So I've seen the jobs that I'm applying for, like MP assistant, so traditionally, historically, assistant would be doing things, you know, some clerical work, maybe day-to-day -day diary management, office management, bag holding, going to meetings, those kind of things. Bag Support. holding, you're good at that. <laughs> you know, that's what they call it. You know, you're basically a right-hand man <laughs> carrying their documents and yeah. you're there. But no, so in the job description, managing and updating social media creating dynamic content yeah, for this. media channels, liaising with the press. I'm like, this is for an assistant job on a very minimal salary. Yeah. Or they will say, you know, they're looking for a junior level assistant, but must have two to three years experience. <laughs> I'm like, well, how does that work? Must have two to three years of government experience or working in parliament. Recent graduate with two to three years experience yeah. in. And I think also people look at my CV and I've kind of changed that now. Because obviously with ageism laws, you don't have to put your date of birth. Yeah. I've reduced down this kind of extensive retail and creative background. Because I think that prospective employers just think, why is this guy trying to navigate this career now? Yeah. Or how are these skills from the shop floor transferable into working in government? But there are so many transferable skills from working on the shop floor. Those soft skills that employers say, say they want that we don't possess. <laughs> that is exactly what I was about to say. You've hit the nail on the head. Is actually one of the biggest barriers I found not getting a job is people think that retail isn't relevant to them. Because like we said in previous episodes, people think they're above retail. And so when they see at the top of my CV that I'm like a sales advisor, they instantly, instantly switch off because I think they just think that's not, that's not yeah, well, relative to them. Yeah, so Jasmine wasn't able to navigate a meaningful job role. So therefore she's probably not suitable for the role. Yeah, yeah. People look down on, you know, that you work in retail and, and actually some of those skills that we have from retail, I see a lot of people don't have. Like a lot of people struggle to street, speak to strangers. A lot of people struggle picking up the phone, calling, mm. you know, all these things that they say our generation are yes. terrible at, but also equally in the- But retail actually equips you with all of those. Yeah. 
you know, answering the phone, responding to an email. Smiling at someone who's telling you you're an idiot. Yeah, like all of those soft skills, you know, communication, you know, navigating tricky situations at work. Constantly. Problem solving constantly. Constantly. You know, time management, all of those things. They're so transferable. Financial, like I know we've done, you know, when you're adding up cash at the end of the day, things like that. Simple. For people on the shop floor, it's a real struggle to get ahead. And like we spoken about um you know trying to get into head office actually someone reached out to us on uh tiktok let's read oh yeah um, so it's been really nice you know on across all the social media channels actually people have been reaching out with their stories and there's so um, many i mean everyone's been so honest and nice and kind and yeah, so... And and then also some of the stories that we read, it's like, oh my God, we are really going through the ringer here, a lot of us. Yeah, so a guy reached out, he's called Andrew, but he said that I can also refer to him as an exhausted shop girl. Loved that. Shout out, Andrew. But I was explaining that at the next episode, he was asking when we were, the next episode would be out, I said it's about the kind of the job market and the struggle. And he wrote to me, and I asked if I could read this, because it just kind of captured so well... The, the struggles that people in retail have, you know, yeah. to move ahead. He wrote, it's so exhausting at the moment. The hardest I've found it for a long time, the lack of roles available, but I don't think I've ever been messed around or ghosted so much by recruiters. They're typically not great, but they tend to have the better roles with clients who aren't advertising publicly mm. and can share the salary and package immediately so you can make informed decisions but the lack of transparency with brands on job roles, et cetera, is shocking. I mean, I think that goes back to what we were saying before about, you know, internships that aren't advertised, the elements of nepotism that happen within companies. Also, they get you through the whole process of applying and then for you to find out that it's A, not enough hours you want, not paid enough, you've gone through the motions. And also when you're applying for jobs, you're like trying to build up your confidence in your head of getting it. And then when when you think this would be a good opportunity and they offer you something you can't even afford to take. Yeah, I mean, I honestly believe that government, the government needs to legislate now. Like they need to be advertising what With the salary. salary. What's the salary? You know, this is how they can, you know, take advantage of people because... You have no clue what salary is. You're young, you're a graduate, you want the role. They're like, what? we've spoken about this before, what are your salary expectations? You'll be like, I'm desperate for the job, 18 grand, (laughs) you know? Anything. Well, someone else will be like, I want 35,000. And they'll be like, cool, you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah, nepotism within companies. We we see that a lot. It happens a lot, you know? Internal hiring as well, which obviously is great because like we said, you should be able to move up in a company and have that security. But there's also something that's been happening a lot and I've heard through people is that what employers are doing is obviously they have to go through a traditional process of hiring. But when they've got an internal candidate, that has to be sort of like, done properly as well and to to the rules and what they do is they get someone in to play that internal candidate against all knowing they're going to hire the internal candidate so like say me I'm going up for this role several interviews they're doing the same for an internal candidate knowing they're going to hire the internal candidate but I was a pawn 
And do you know why that suits the employer? Because the internal candidate will not get a huge pay rise. No. It won't be £10,000. It'll be two to three. Yeah. In line with the kind of annual... Growth of their Of role. salaries. Yeah. They can't, or the, the, what they say is that they can't be seen to be giving huge increases for a new role or increased responsibility. And so I'll, it suits employers to actually to choose that route with an internal candidate and they can pay them less. Yeah, of course. And on that point as well, another thing that I've seen my boyfriend's been experiencing a lot and actually loads of my friends, they've been applying for jobs. It's been sort of, some of them been going successfully in the interview stages and they'll be, you know, a couple months, they'll be waiting to hear back, like the ghosting. They'll mm. suddenly go quiet. They've all, The company's been keen for them and then suddenly they're not hearing anything and they're reaching out asking why and then suddenly they get it's almost the same message. It's like, we've had um, a restructure of the company. We're unable to hire for this mm. role at the current moment. Hiring and freeze. It's so frustrating because they've gone through all the efforts, done all these tasks for the the employer. And then for them to just go, as you know, restructure. Yeah, it's tough out there, Jasmine. So guys, to sum it up in a roundabout way, we're still on the shop floor. If you, we'd love to work with you all. <laughs> so if you've got any jobs going... I think I did ask someone, actually. They said, I own a shop. And I was like, are you hiring? Yeah. I mean, we're also opening next season of the shop floor up to guests. So we'd love to hear from you guys. If you'd love to come on the show. um, Reach out to us. DM us. We're going to start getting a list together of people and contacting you guys to see who wants to come and share their stories. Or if you just want to read out, or if you just want to message us your stories and we'll yeah. read them out on the show. I think really, I think the future of this podcast is less so about us. I'm I'm getting exhausted of hearing what yeah. you have to say about your life. And I'm sure <laughs> vice versa. And, I want, and we all want to hear what you guys have to say. And even if you just want to come on with a couple mates with us and chat about it. Yeah, come and chat. Like, you know, obviously kind of my background, yours is in luxury retail, but we want to hear from people across the spectrum. We had a great girl message the other day who worked in Poundland. She's like, love the podcast, but can we can we get our Poundland girlies on? I'm like, yes, this Come is Come on, we want. we want you. This is what we want. So thanks for uh, listening and we'll see Reach you next out. week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.